Tonight, Auckland commuters on edge. The Harbour Bridge could close this evening with heavy winds forecast to reach red alert levels. Gusts of 90 kilometres and above can mean a complete shutdown of the crossing for safety reasons. It's been nudging 85 k's at times. The wind is expected to be at its worst between now and 9 o'clock this evening. Earlier in the day, dodgy weather saw several lanes shut down and the speed limit reduced to 50 kilometres. Meanwhile, one business advocacy group reckons it's productivity that's blowing in the wind, with workers scared into staying home for fear they'll be trapped by a bridge closure and freight in jeopardy. Well, joining us now is Auckland Transport Manager of Metro Optimisation, Richard Harrison. Kia ora, Richard. Kia ora, Lisa. How are things tracking on the bridge right now? Well, we're waiting to see what's happening. Um, at the moment, things are flowing nicely along Fenshaw Street outside of our office. Uh, we did have some delays to bus services through the day, as you said, with lanes being closed and speed restrictions in place. So we're just waiting to see what will happen. How close to those um, cut-off gusts are we getting at the moment? We are getting up there, and it's, it's going to get worse over the next couple of hours we're hearing. So is it your feeling that at some point the bridge will close this evening, given the forecast? I- yeah, I think that's a very real possibility. We, we've seen it happen before uh, with this kind of forecast. Certainly the winds have been up and down through the day and they've been gusting quite strongly around here. How much warning do you get from Waka Kotahi if that's going to happen? Uh, they have to make a decision on the spot. So if the wind does gust, then they will make the decision immediately. It's just a safety issue and we respect that. Uh, but they're great at giving us advance warning that this might happen so we can plan around it if possible. Richard, you may be aware of the criticism from the Employers and Manufacturers Association that they say it, it's well, it's nigh on scaremongering, and that people have been um, convinced to stay at home. There's a loss of productivity, and uh, well, you're too risk averse. What do you think? Well, look, our role is to keep people moving around the city, so I appreciate that. We want to be bringing people in and out of the city to work and to universities and schools and going to leisure. Um, But we do respect there are some very real safety concerns here. It's not that long since there was an accident on the bridge that actually damaged the bridge's infrastructure. So we are happy to be guided by Wakita here on when it is safe to use the bridge. Are all vehicles able to go over the bridge at the moment, or what's the um, advice there? At the moment, we've got both single and double-decker buses travelling over the bridge, yes. So what happens uh, to public transport if there is a bridge closure this evening? If there's a closure, we initially stand down our bus services where they are, either side of the bridge, for up to 30 minutes, uh, and we wait for clearance to go again. The reason we do that is we've seen in the past that often these gusts are transitory and they pass quite quickly and we can get things moving again. If we were to divert services around the the western route, around State Highway 16, uh, then we end up, that's a long journey, we end up with the buses out of position and it takes us a lot longer to recover. So we have got those plans in place as contingency place if there are sustained high winds, but our preference is to stand down for a period of time and then we can recover a lot faster. So Richard, half an hour stand down, if the situation remains the same, then you do what? What's plan B? Yeah, then we start diverting around the the Western Ring route. Uh, We have in the past taken people to ferry services and used those, although you'll appreciate if there are high winds in the harbour, it's highly likely ferry services would be impacted too. And how are people supposed to find out this stuff? You know, if you are um, using different bus routes, where do they know what bus stop to go to? All that kind of stuff. Yeah, the best places to get the information from our app. Uh, 
large number of people have downloaded the app. We've got hundreds of thousands of users and a lot of people have signed up for notica- notifications in that. So if you have saved your favourite stops that are linked to a route that goes over the Harbour Bridge, then we'll be able to post messages out to you. Um, we also obviously use the media as we are now. That's a great way to reach a lot of customers. And we do have our own social media comms. Richard, the other issue at the moment for, for Aucklanders is the rail disruption today, right? Which is a Kiwi rail issue. Yeah. Um, why weren't the repairs done overnight? Because I noticed they put out a press release. You put out a press release warning that there could be disruption today and that there's going to be overnight repairs. Why, didn't, didn't, why weren't they done last night? Yeah, it's, it's disappointing. The issue actually was that they weren't able to complete the overnight work in time for the start of service today. And so Kiwi Rail have been working on that through today and they can keep going into this evening if they need to. The plan is that we will get the line back for the start of service tomorrow. Appreciate your time, Richard. That's Richard Harrison from Auckland Transport. Now, one business group is fuming about the bridge warnings. Alan McDonald is Head of Advocacy, Strategy and Finance for the Employers and Manufacturers Association and joins us now. What's the problem, Alan? Well, I think fuming might be overstating it, Lisa, and we're not the only business organisation that's raised this issue. It, it's just highly frustrating. Um, I mean, how are you supposed to plan your working day when half your workforce don't turn up? or decide not to come in because they've been warned that the bridge might close. And then you get warnings that say, well, look, we might close it between 12 and 9 uh, p.m. So the other half of your workforce or a part of your workforce thinks, oh, I better go home so I can get home tonight. Now, this, it's, it's happening with increasing frequency and, and just the, the, the lack of clarity around it. And we know that um, Waka Katahi's lowered its risk threshold for closing the bridge. And I think they really need to revisit that. So you reckon 90k gas is too conservative to close the bridge? Well, it used to be much higher than that. Uh, and, you know, I think, as, as your previous uh, speaker just said, they're still running buses and things across the bridge and they're not that worried about it. Now, we did have one serious accident in 70 years of bridge operation uh, a couple of years back, and it just seems we've gone overcautious uh, since then. Uh, and it just is closing with just too much frequency, I think. And you can't plan for it. So if not 90Ks, where would you set the, where would you set the um, benchmark for a red alert and a bridge closer? closer? Oh, I just think they need to rethink their thresholds. Um, it, you know, they were higher in the past. Why, why to, can't to what we go, go, Alan? What would you... Well, what they were previously when we didn't have to. It seems like at the moment. Which was? You know, I think it was 120. I'm not 100% certain on that, Lisa. Um, but it just seems at the moment, you know, we accept there are extreme weather events and, and it does need to be closed. But has the threshold come back too far? And that, right. that's what we're saying. Why don't you have a have a good look at that and reassess your risk threshold because it's too too often. It's rock and hard place though, isn't it, Alan? Because if you get a truck that slams into a part of the bridge that is essential and damages the structure, as did happen, then potentially you're looking at days of closures and delays of certain well, lanes. It happened once in seventy years, so you need to look at that threshold at risk. Uh, profile and, and risk analysis. And it's just as well, frankly, that the Dome Valley's open as well now, isn't it? Because, you know, the disruption to freight coming through as well is just, it's a massive disruption. And as I say, it just seems to be happening too often. Are the thresholds too low? And that's what we're asking. Revisit the thresholds, reassess it, and have a good look at it. So what do you reckon happened to productivity today? Any idea of how many people stayed home? And, and aren't they working at home anyway? Well... 
Are they? I mean, we've, we've got enough disruptions in the workplace at the moment. We're still recovering from the tail end of COVID. You've got the whole work from home thing. The central city hasn't recovered yet, and so people streaming home in the afternoons or not coming in in the mornings, that affects all that. You know, we've had, had meetings cancelled here and so on. It, it just, it's just a, a, another unnecessary... Well, too often a disruption. There are some that are necessary. We're just asking the question, is it really necessary to shut them as often as they are? Alan, are you hearing from your members that when people have work at home days, they're not actually working? Um, There's a little bit of that going on, yes, I think. But we're also hearing a lot from our members who are suffering extreme frustration with the number of closures of the bridge. And what is that doing to their bottom line? Well, it will be having an impact on their productivity. It will be having an impact on their planning. Uh, I'm sure if you talk to Viv at Heart of the City, she'll be going, you know, the central city's emptied out again. We haven't got those that foot traffic. We haven't got those people around because they've gone home. So there's, there's all of that knock-on effect. There will be a port that may miss that because of delays getting across the Harbour Bridge, and that has huge impact on their bottom lines when those cargoes miss those time-sensitive flights. What about the warnings? They started the warnings about 24 hours ago. Yeah, and I think they just really need to be careful how they manage that because people are hypersensitive at the moment to to wind warnings, weather warnings. You know, we've had some pretty significant events. So just maybe that mindset, we need to be a bit more careful about when are we going to put those warnings out or what's the timing around that? Because, you know, a window that says between midday and 9 p.m., um, that's basically the whole working day you know, and, and then also closing it between 4 and 7 this morning or reducing the lane should I say again it's, the, these broad time frames it just it takes out a whole working day Alan are you going to ask for a meeting with Waka Kotahi or have you expressed your concerns officially to them? Uh, not officially but I'm, I'm sure we can pick up the phone and have a conversation and, it, and again it's not just us that are saying this there's been other business organisations that are feeling the same level of frustration Appreciate your time tonight. That's Alan McDonald, who's from the Employers and Manufacturers Association there.